This episode is powered by Safety FM. The Crucial Talks Podcast with your host, Mike Saddam. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Crucial Talks Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Saddam. If you could do me a quick favor, I know I ask for this a lot, but it really does help. I'd appreciate it if you could rate the podcast and subscribe to it. We actually, not too long ago, made it in the top 200 of business podcasts. So I thank you for that. So keep sharing it, keep reviewing it, keep rating it. It really does help. And if any of your friends or coworkers or family members, if anybody wants to know more about what drives people in their decision-making, please send them our way. I'd really like to talk to them or at least get them to listen to the podcast. And if you have any questions for me, you can always feel free to reach out to me by visiting www.crucetalks.com or find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Twitter. Now, I think today's episode is going to be pretty interesting. We're going to talk to Jeanette Peacock about a couple of things. First, we get to talk to her about her business, Learn to Learn Now. Now, the business is all about helping kids build the capacity to be successful academically while also providing services to help their parents learn how to make those skills stick. And then second, we're going to talk to her a little bit about a foundation she is starting in memory of her sister. It focuses on similar things, helping kids succeed. And through those two businesses, through those two organizations, we're going to get to have a little look into successful businesses, into team behavior, and into really what drives people and what motivates people to do what we do, to have a purpose in life. And I think it's going to be a great conversation that we can use in our daily lives, in our organizations, and in our professions. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Jeanette Peacock to the Crucial Talks podcast. How are you doing today, Jeanette? I am doing so well, Mike, and thank you so much for having me. I'm just so thankful to have the opportunity to talk about those things that drive me in life and are at the core of my passions and that is, in fact, just like you said, helping and equipping children and their parents with the skills they need to be truly successful in life. And then also being able to reach those kids and those parents that otherwise may not be able to afford a type of program that will allow them and empower them to get onto the road of success and stay there. Well, and so I really want to get into before the foundation, I really want to get into what your business does because it's really developing, it's developing the mind, it's developing the brain, it's developing skill sets that aren't, that, that may not be very visible and it, and it really is interesting at a cognitive level to be able to help people build this capacity to be academically successful, but it probably takes a lot of of experience and education to get there. And I wanted you to talk a little bit about how you got to where you are today. What, what did your journey look like to get you to a place where you can have such a successful service-based business where you're helping kids and helping parents? How did you get here? Well, it's such an interesting question. And it's a story that I love to relate because it will also help people get a, an understanding of the brain in a paradigm shift because we used to think that people were, some people won the genetic lottery in terms of intelligence, right? There were these really 
really smart people. They were geniuses. And then there were those other people that really struggled. And now what we know is that everybody has the opportunity to be smart. So we're really not developing the brain. Instead, what we're doing is tapping into those, those skills and that ability that we all of us are born with. So that brings me to how did we get started? Well, here's the story. I was always an excellent learner, learner. So too were my siblings. We thought we'd hit that genetic lottery. We thought we were smarter than everybody else. And we had a lot of arrogance associated with that. And it served us well. We went through life um, at full academic scholarships. We were all leaders in our organizations. Now we're all business owners, again, thinking we're just geniuses. But here's what happened. When my two sons, now adults, first started school, so second and third grade, they started coming home with these materials that I knew immediately were not conducive to learning in a strategic way. And it immediately made me understand that the education that I got as a kid back in third and fourth grade was very unique. And it was that education, a skills-based education, one that focused on embedding the skills of learning and thinking as at a very, very young age that made us successful. Had nothing to do with genetics and everything to do with that early education, which I actually like to call training as opposed to education because that's exactly what it was. By the time we were done with third and fourth grade, we could learn anything, anytime, on demand, no matter how difficult it was. And I wanted my children to have the same benefit of that. And so I had a very strong background and long career in leadership and instructional design. I put together training programs that were rolled out on a national basis. I was responsible for, those, um, for that rollout and training other trainers. And I leveraged that experience, went back to my school in Pennsylvania to really understand and capture that curriculum, that skills-based curriculum. And then I started to create training modules for my second and third grade sons that would equip them with those same skills. And as their learning needs became more sophisticated, I'd go back to the drawing board, I'd create more sophisticated training modules. And then over time, friends and family began to come to me and ask me to help their own children. And that encapsulated this program that I was working on. And it organically grew from there into a point where I have you know, such demand for, from parents who would love to equip their own children with these skills. And I have, a, I have a, um, a delivery issue. I can't train trainers quickly enough to reach as many kids that I want to reach, which is truly my mission now in life, is to equip as many kids as possible with these skill sets because I know, especially having, you know, with all of the, the current economic a state, the transformative nature of the world, the, the way that our future employment um, landscape is going to look, I know that they need them, not only just to become successful, but to stay successful and to remain relevant in what the world is going to look like. And I, I'm wholly passionate about reaching as many kids as I possibly can reach now. Well, and I think there's a lot of interesting things in what you just said. So the first thing I really wanted to kind of focus on is the fact that you recognized 
that it was a skill and the success you had academically was skill based. And what I really like about that is the fact there's a lot of a lot of safety professionals, a lot of professionals like engineers and pilots and government operators and people like that that listen to this podcast that kind of, especially the safety professionals, they really understand the difference between human behavior in a knowledge-based versus a skill-based arena, which basically means when you put a human being in a situation they might not have dealt with before, they're pulling from areas where they can try to make sense of what's happening. And a lot of mistakes happen in that knowledge-based area until they gain enough experience and education to kind of move that into a skill-based arena. Just like when we, you know, when we started driving as kids, as teenagers, it was hard to keep the, the car in the lane while keeping the speed and all that. And what it really sounds like you're doing, and that's what I love about it and love this conversation, is the fact that you recognize that kids that aren't successful maybe operating in a really complex area that they don't have the skills to deal with. And what you did was come up with a program with a way to train those skills into kids so that now when they go to school, they're not operating from this more complex knowledge-based area. They're operating from a skill-based set of of experiences and of education, of training, like you said it, that allows them to be more successful. Is that what you saw as you developed your program? That's exactly right. You couldn't have said it better. In fact, it's learning and productivity are no different. They're they're skills, just like throwing a football or playing a musical instrument. And Once we can train our, first of all, let me step back. Once we can create awareness of that and uh, and train and embed into them the knowledge of, of the steps and the processes and then practice those to a degree that it becomes, instead of muscle memory, mind memory, then in those cases, those children are able to very, very deliberately activate, so trigger their learning And not only that, they have embedded within them a clear understanding of strategy, skills, and tools that they can use, they can pick from. It's their mental toolkit that allows them to execute effectively, efficiently, with unbelievable results, and do it time and time again. Again, no matter the difficulty or the situation, they're simply able to activate and execute and do so in a way that guarantees success. And, and to see it happen and to, to see children who used to think of themselves as low performers or stupid and, and to un- have them understand that they have the capacity to be a genius just like Einstein or just like that kid who always seems to get the A's with, you know, with very little effort is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in life. Well, and it sounds like what you're doing is, so you're, you're giving them a, a set of skills, right? You're training them Correct. for this skill set to be able to, to develop, to learn, to engage in the classroom, to have that, that ability to succeed academically. But really what I also hear you saying is that, and I loved how you said it, that it's really a beautiful thing to see them transform because what you're saying is some of these kids come into your business or when you provide service to their families 
what they they see themselves as a low performer. They see themselves as stupid, but by giving them these tools, they start to see success. And what you're allowing them to do, because here on the podcast, and if you've listened to some of the other episodes, you know I talk a lot about self-transformation and identity and the roles we play in adopting roles and behaviors. We assign to those roles, kind of create the decisions we make and the behaviors we exhibit. So when I'm hearing you talk, it really sounds like one of the byproducts of what you're doing is having these children actually see themselves in a new role. They are seeing themselves as as successful, as being equipped to succeed, as being smart, as being academically able to do well. It just seems like that's a, a really nice byproduct of what you're doing is really transforming their identity and how they are relating in in school that may, and I don't know if you have any data to back this up or if you've been in a business long enough to see it, but it sounds like it may also transition them in the future to be more successful in business or in, in relationships or anything like that because they're building the skill set to learn. Absolutely. No question about everything that you said. In fact, so the goal is to take these children from novice to expert in terms of learning and productivity. So they come in with very, to look, very little to no skill sets or even understanding of what that means. And through a year-long training process, um, they come out the other end with a true understanding and empowerment um, to know that they can tackle anything. And you said something about success, right? Success in life. And what I really love about what we're doing here, not only with the kids but with their parents, is that we really are truly forming for them and diving deep so that they can understand what success means to them because success is a very unique thing, of course. And so once they understand, number one, what their success, what their vision of success is, and then that they understand that they are truly in a position to equip themselves with the skills that they need to achieve that, they understand that they can just activate and trigger those skills whenever they need them. And that is going to take them through this life journey. It's going to get them on the road to success and it will keep them on the road to success in a very strategic way that is completely within their own ability. I like to say that we train people how to tap into the power of their brain and place it into the palm of their hand where they can constantly work with it so that they can achieve success, whatever that vision thereof is, and stay there. And that is our goal. And that's what we work toward. And that's what we accomplish. Well, and it really does seem interesting because I know there's a lot of academic programs out there, tutors and that sort of thing. And they get you to success based on a set of steps. Like you will come in and say, my child is having a problem with math, with geometry, with English. And they give you a a set of skills or steps to follow that may address that one particular thing. But what it sounds like you're doing is it's, it's broader based. It truly is capacity building because it seems like the skills you're providing isn't merely, this is how you get good grades in English. This is how you get good grades in math. It's about a skill set. So it doesn't matter if it's math or English or literature or Spanish or whatever they're learning it's a skill set. It's a built-in capacity to help them succeed no matter what the topic. 
That's exactly right. In fact, we talk, the business name is Learn to Learn Now, but as it evolved and as I engaged with more and more children and more and more parents, what I truly came to understand was that when I'm looking at these children and their parents, by the way, I'm looking at a holistic development. So we're not just talking about learning skills. And yes, they learn very specific, scientifically proven, um, neuroscience-based skills that they can use to apply to any subject. In fact, I, we are not tutors. I definitely want to separate ourselves from that. Because, and, and I have the utmost respect for teachers and tutors. It's a, those are tough, tough jobs. But we are not content-specific. We're just the opposite. One of the first things that we do uh, is gain a paradigm shift with kids. It's step one. And it's, it's part of phase one, which is installing the conditions for success. And the very first thing that they have to understand and their parents have to understand is that everyone is smart. Everyone has the opportunity to be smart as long as they're trained how to do so. And once they're able to understand that, then they're hungry to understand what these skill sets are that will allow them to do that. And as with anything else, once they begin to experience some success with that, they get a lifelong paradigm shift, and then they are able to reach out and apply that in every area of their life. And again, that is a far-reaching and probably collateral outcome of what our original journey was, but it is extremely powerful and once again allows them to get onto and stay on the road to success. Well, and you, you said a couple of really cool things there. One, you said it's a paradigm shift. And the way I take that and the way I kind of see it and what it means, and I've said these these words before to a lot of different people, that it's really changing the lens people are looking through to view their world. So you're helping them really change their lens so that they can see that everyone is smart, everyone has the opportunity to succeed. And once they actually start viewing their world through that lens, then they're hungry for it. And that's the, that's the momentum you're starting to create. And then once they see success, they start to believe in it and they start to, it starts to be embedded in everything they do. And when I hear you talking like that, it really sounds like that these things can really apply to anyone. I mean, you're focused on, on kids and on children, but you also are focused on their parents and you have a successful business and a, I assume a team that works in that business. So based on what you learned on dealing with children, helping them build these skills, are you seeing the same things with their parents and also in your own business that, that a building a skill set and building in a capacity to deal with things within the business or within a family unit is actually the key to success rather than maybe something you pull off the shelf that gives you step one through seven? Absolutely. In fact, again, going back to that paradigm shift, step one, we help, the, the science of learning and the science of behavior change, the science of behavior change really requires a step called the feedback loop. And this is how we are able to change ourselves, how we're able to build habits into our lives. So we have to get feedback and it has to be appropriate feedback. It has to be timely feedback. It has to come through a specific type of observation, and then a specific um, 
uh, feedback mechanism. So we call it the script. But this is a reason that we engage our parents because without having someone there to do this feedback loop, no change can happen. So we do that. And then once we get that in place, and, and so obviously that requires collaboration, right? And so when we enroll a child in our program, we also enroll the parents because without the ability to have a feedback loop, training will not stick. And because there are so many people out there that are hungry for this type of development, I'll only enroll people in our program where there is some sort of person that can achieve this feedback loop. Again, typically that's a parent, and as a result of that, we have um, a, a, a parent program that goes right along with this children's program. It's a coaching program. We train them how to coach their children, and we train them how to install the conditions of success in their homes. One of those is harmonious collaboration. So. They, again, are taught how to give appropriate feedback, how to do observation, and then how to have weekly meetings with their children and their spouses so that they can give appropriate feedback. They can plan for the next week. They, and in essence, we're training these children and their parents the art and science, the best strategies and the best practices of collaboration. And Collaboration, of course, is so powerful if you understand it and then you know how to use it and you know how to apply it and you do so consistently. I do it with my teams. I do it with my own um, my romantic relationship. I do it with my own children, with my extended family, because the power of collaboration is the understanding that each of us are equipped with a very different schema. So that combination of education, skills, um, rearing, that gives us, equips us with this amazing wealth of understanding and knowledge from which we will all benefit from if we are open to hearing it and we have mechanisms in place that allow us to do so. And with that, any team is unstoppable because it's limitless the amount of information that is stored in our individual brains if we have a way to tap into it and a mechanism, a process to get it out of our brains and into a visual format that we can all work together on it. Um, and that is what allows me and my, and my business, along with the foundation, to be able to remain productive without a strong team of people who understand the principles of active and healthy collaboration. I could never be able to accomplish what I'm accomplishing, even with the fact that we have a shared vision and a shared um, mission. It's our ability to work together as a team that allows us to execute on a large scale and getting larger all the time. Well, and that's where I think you said a lot of great stuff that I want to touch on before we move into what you're doing now, not only in your business, but with the foundation, because what you said, I think, really applies to a lot of things. And I think a lot of businesses have this issue where they might provide training, but they don't have that feedback loop or they don't engage with the, the parents of an organization, right? The supervisors, managers, that sure. sort of thing. So it really seems like a lot of the things you're talking about, at least the 
core of it or the knowledge base of it is really pertinent to not only parents with kids, but also in businesses, because I love what you're saying that, hey, we need to have a feedback loop if we want to have change. And you do this through engaging with parents and creating this team environment and having collaboration built in and not only saying collaboration, but teaching people how to do it so that the feedback loop is beneficial. You enroll the parents in addition to the children, which means there's, there is a a way for the parent to become vested in it. And with that and with the training that you provide and with the collaboration and with that feedback loop, that's what causes things to stick. And I think that's where even corporations and businesses can learn that that feedback loop, when it's for the right reasons and it's not coming from a place of negativity, but from a place of caring and compassion and love and trust in those positive things, it sounds like with, with that type of feedback loop, it's not easy, right? It's not going to be instantaneous success and they have to work at it, but it's work from a positive place. Is that what you're seeing in your business that that, that positive focus within that feedback loop is an important part of, of really ingraining these skills into people? Absolutely. And, you know, early on in the program, I missed that part of it. I hadn't done enough learning myself to understand the neuroscience behind behavior change and habit in installation. And so I missed that piece of it. And I couldn't understand why these kids were going home. I knew that the science was solid. I knew that the brain-based activities that are, that are built into the program were right on the money because I collaborated with neuroscientists and neuroeducation specialists and cognitive behavioral therapists and psychologists. So I understood that the program itself was very, very powerful, but I was missing the feedback loop. I should have understood better because in my professional life as a trainer, I understood the need for that, but I missed it back with these kids. So once I understood that I needed to add that in and to bring the parents in as the feedback loop coordinator, so to speak, um, it, infant, it immediately made uh, a huge impact, and we were able to get what you said earlier, that transformation from novice to expert pretty rapidly once everybody was on board. And the thing about it is, whether it's with kids, whether it's with parents, especially if it's with professionals and adults, it all really comes down to, again, achieving the correct paradigm shift and putting the correct mindset into a culture. In my case, I'm looking at family culture. I'm trying to build family culture from which everyone within a family can be successful. And so we talk about that early on. With the children and with the parents, we help them understand that feedback is one of the most powerful things that you, should, you can get in life and the thing that you should most definitely ask for if it's not provided. We train them not to be afraid of feedback. That in fact, instead, it again, is one of the most powerful things that can be gifted to you if it's done correctly. In our case, we literally give parents scripts of how to do that appropriately. When I work with professionals, and I do professional trainings as well, 
um, you know, I work with the leaders of organizations so that they can start to drive that thinking down into their culture and to build in weekly, if not daily, mini feedback sessions so that people become adept at giving appropriate feedback and feeling as if it's as natural as breathing and welcoming it. And it's once that's in place and part of a culture, then you have the ability to do amazing things because people want to understand where they're doing good things and where they have an opportunity to do even better. They want to do better. People innately want to win. And so if you give them the tools, the skills, the strategy, the vehicles, the feedback, all of those things in some sort of an encapsulated, easy-to-use formula or method or program, people are going to jump on that especially now as we're going into the future. Again, I mean, the way that the future is going to look is that people are going to come together on projects based on their skill level, their personal brands and that personal portfolio and those transferable skills that they carry with them from job to job. And if one of those skills within that portfolio is the ability to learn rapidly on demand with, with, very little supervision, if any, with self-motivation, if that's there. And then if you add in this element of, of constant self-improvement, of a quest for constant self-improvement that in large part comes from feedback and collaboration, you have a winning candidate and it becomes their employment currency. And they can take that from, from project to project, job to job, and they will remain relevant no matter the changes, no matter the amount of artificial intelligence that's coming our way, no matter how technology changes and makes existing jobs become obsolete, no matter any new skill sets that's demanded of them for a new position, they are fully empowered to grow and to remain relevant. And that's what I really love about what you're doing and everything you've said so far, because what you're really hitting on is the notion of the power of a learning culture. And organizations that have that learning culture built in are the ones that have the ability to build in the capacity for change and safety capacity and communication capacity and leadership capacity because they're constantly learning. And I love what you said about having the correct feedback and that people want to understand when they're doing good, and they also want to understand how they can get better. And I love what you said about that, because one of the things we focus on the podcast is appreciative inquiry and a positive strength-based approach to systems thinking. And that's pretty much what you hit on, is understanding where, where people are doing well, what the strengths are, what is, in other words, the lifeblood of that organization or of that system that is helping them get better. And that's what it sounds like you're doing with this skill-based training that you're doing in Learn to Learn Now. So with that said, I mean, we've covered so many good things, but I really want to hit on really the next chapter in your life, which is the, the foundation that, you're, that you've started that really allows kids that may not have access to these same skill sets that you do in your business but now you're creating a foundation to help those kids gain access to these skills. So can you tell us just a little bit about that foundation? What's the driver behind it? I know it covers the same, the same things you do in, in Learn to Learn Now, but what's the, what's the driver behind that foundation 
And why are you so motivated to start this foundation and to, to create this opportunity for kids that may not otherwise have it? Yeah, so the foundation is called Stepping Up for Children in Need, the Annette Foundation. And Annette was my sister. Annette was diagnosed in 2016 with glioblastoma, so brain cancer. And she died 15 months later. And Annette was a former teacher. And she was a humanitarian. And near the, the end of her life, just weeks before she died, and, and to back up for a second, I had the great honor and pleasure of being able to share the last 15 months of her life with her. And I will forever be grateful for that opportunity that her husband provided me and her family. But during that time, she helped me understand that what I was doing commercially as a, as a business enterprise was amazing. And she actually, in large part, was right along with me during its creation. We lived four minutes from one, one another by design so that we could raise our four children together. Um, she had skills that she imparted to my sons. I had these skills, which I was able to impart to her daughters. We were extremely close. And so again, near the end of her life, she said to me, how much is enough? And you have forgotten where we came from, which was, a place that of an economic means that could never have afforded the type of services that I provide through my business. And she tasked me with reaching those children most in need. So those underprivileged, underserved children and to bring the same skill sets to them in a way that would help them, empower them and give them a means to step outside of their current situations and on, get on the road to success and stay there. And it is by far the most important thing I've ever done in my life. I've been very fortunate enough to seat a board of, of, of wonderful people, including my, my sister's husband, my brother-in-law, Tom Lavery, who is so, and he just inspires me every single day to keep moving forward and a number of other people. But as you said, we are, our mission is to equip those children in need with the exact same skill sets that we provide through my business. Um, and we do that in a workshop setting exactly, once again, how we execute within Learn to Learn Now. But even more than that, we are working on some pretty broad initiatives, two of them right now. The first is um, we're working with a team of people, a, a committee that we've seated in California, and our focus there is to create um, online webinars that are on demand that will equip children and their caregivers with the ability to tap into their brains in self-soothe, so coping mechanisms. So these are kids and caregivers who have things going on in their lives that we can't even possibly imagine. And then we ask them to go into schools and try to learn. It's ridiculous and it's, it's in, impossible. And so our goal with our California initiative is to develop these webinars and have them available on demand in places like community centers, in schools, in hospitals, any place where there are children or caregivers in need 
of the ability to self-soothe themselves so that they can enter into a school or a learning environment with a brain that is calm and open and able to accept new information that's being provided to them. And then we're also working with the state of Florida. We want to tap into their Bright Futures scholarship program, which is available to all Florida resident children who um, accomplish a certain parameters, one of which is they achieve a certain number of community service hours. And so this is a huge resource, human resource um, pool that is available to us as we work through this process. And our goal is to get in there and train these kids, these students who are trying to put in community service hours so that they become eligible for scholarships and train them how to be content-specific tutors and allow them to go into those schools or those community centers where there are children in need who would not be able to afford tutors and give them the training and the understanding of the material they need to do, or they need to be able to do an excellent job academically at school. So those are our two main initiatives right now, in addition to the workshops that um, we simply have uh, borrowed from my business We've had to tweak a bit because the population is, is very different, and we're trying to grasp how to accomplish that feedback loop, that all-important feedback loop um, for children who don't have a caregiver on a daily basis to give the necessary feedback so that they can get the change of thinking and the change of behavior that drives lifelong habit change. So we're still working on that, and I'm working with a great team of people and a great team, a, a, a great group of thinkers to help me um, bridge my personal understanding from the population of children and parents that I'm used to working with to this wholly needy group of children and their caregivers, so that we can equip them with those same powerful skill sets. Wow, well, it sounds like there's a lot going on, but everything you said really really hits home with what we talk about because you're you're really coming from a place where you want to provide this gift to people that could not otherwise get it. And I love where you're coming from because, you know, it's been said, if you love something, you give it away. And it really seems like you're using everything you've done in the past and now giving it away. Yes, you have a business that does it, but you're also giving it away to those in need and I really, this is the first I've heard of these broader initiatives. And what I love about it is the fact that you have recognized, and I think a lot of businesses haven't recognized this, but you've recognized that kids that are unable to cope with things going on in the external environment outside of school, they can't just turn it off. They bring it into school with them, just like people that go to work bring it into work with them. And what I love about that initiative is you're basically you're basically helping kids learn how to be resilient and through those coping mechanisms, but using technology to build those skills. I think that's awesome. I mean, these, these initiatives you're working on in California and Florida, and obviously the Stepping Up for Children in Need Foundation is really good stuff. So if anybody wants to get a hold of you or wants to help out or wants to get their kids enrolled in one of the programs, how does the best way for them to get a hold of you? Well, the best way to reach me in terms of Learn to Learn Now is through our website, learntolearnnow.com. There is a contact tab there that comes directly into my inbox. And 
Um, you know, we're very responsive. We get back as quickly as possible and um, are always welcoming um, children and families, parents, professionals, and we are happy to train as many people as we possibly can. And the same is true through the foundation. I'm able to, you can reach me through the foundation at steppingupforchildreninneed.org. Um, we received our Articles of Incorporation on February 1st of this year. We're in the process of um, getting our 501c3 uh, certification and uh, tax exempt status. Um, so, you know, we're, we're really moving forward there, but I can be reached through that website. And um, once again, at anything that I get, I respond to within 24 hours. Well, that's great, and it really is impressive everything you're doing, not only how you got the business to where it is and what you based it on, but now what you're doing with that and how you're helping kids and helping parents and really it'll end up helping communities and society in the long run when you get these programs with a lot of momentum behind them. I could really see it doing great things. I really wanted to thank you for coming onto the podcast and talking to us about it. Not only was there value and skills we can take and ideas we can learn from, but you also were able to broaden that into how you're helping kids and how that even applies to our day-to-day -day lives and businesses and relationships. And I think it was really a valuable conversation. So I wanted to thank you for coming on. Well, thank you so much for having me. Once again, I said this at the beginning, but you know, I have a mission of reaching as many people as possible, whether they're children, parents, professionals, children in need or otherwise. And so I just want to thank you for the opportunity to, to talk about what I'm doing. No, it's been great. And I look forward to seeing where, where all of these ventures actually go because I think they're super positive and really worthwhile. It's going to be fun to watch them develop and, and grow. And everybody out there, thank you for listening. If you get a chance, please visit me at crucialtalks.com and reach out to me if you need anything. I'm available on email, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, phone, whatever you need. And if you could do me a favor, share the podcast, leave a review, and rate it, it would be very helpful because if you enjoyed this interview that we had with Jeanette, everybody else will too. And by sharing it, we can expand the information we're getting out there and these great conversations we have. Have a great week. And remember, if we want to understand behavior, we need to understand what drives people. Please review, share, and subscribe to the Crucial Talks podcast. Visit CrucialTalks.com.